Welcome back to Intrepid Healthcare. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation with a very interesting organization that is trying to help change the way care is delivered. We're going to get right to it. Today, we're joined by Dr. Roy Smythe, CEO of HX360. Roy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for making the time to be here. Before we you begin bet. our discussion, could you take a few seconds and inform the audience about you and your background? Certainly. In addition to being the CEO of HX360, I'm the chief medical officer of a provider-led technology accelerator in Chicago called Avia. And the reason for mentioning that, I think, will come up later in the discussion about how HX360 was created. But my background is I'm a physician. I spent some time as a medical student at Wharton studying healthcare policy and delivery and, and caught the bug at a young age in regard to the need to change the way care is delivered. I then went into what I call the narrow part of the funnel. I, be, I became an academic surgeon. I trained at Penn in general surgery, cardiothoracic surgery, surgical oncology, and did a postdoc in molecular therapeutics laboratory work, a short, short 10 years of training. Oh, and, then, wow. and from there, I went. Uh, my first job was at MD Anderson, where I ran a solid tumor program at the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, had a big research group. I was there for about seven years and then left there to go to the Scott and White Health System and the Texas A&M College of Medicine to be, to be department chair of surgery. And while there, my last two or three years working inside of healthcare delivery proper, I was the chief innovation officer, more or less, for the Scott and White Health System. Outstanding. How about taking a couple of minutes and giving us a 10,000-foot overview of HX360? Certainly. So HX360 is an organization that's been uh, created by both HIMSS and Avia, the Healthcare Technology Accelerator I mentioned earlier. And the goal of HX360 is to inspire and facilitate the use of next-generation technologies to change the way healthcare is delivered and to improve, improve the way healthcare is delivered. I think the differentiator for HX360 compared to other organizations is that we're focusing very specifically on the interface between next-generation technology and process and structure within healthcare delivery systems. Um, there are a lot of great organizations that deal with technology, rate technology, evaluate technologies. There are a lot of great organizations that uh, can tell a health system how to change process and structure. But as it turns out, this narrow interface of next generation post-platform healthcare digital technologies and process and structure in healthcare delivery, there's not a lot of great activity there or a lot of great expertise, and we plan to be the world's best at that. Outstanding. Dive a little deeper and tell us about the different components of HX360. Sure. So we have three components in play in the moment for HX360. The first component is what we call our convening component. So we have two meetings that we'll be holding annually. We've absorbed the National Health Care Innovation Summit. That's a meeting that's been around for some time that uh, Wendy Everett of NEHI and Molly Coy, the Chief Information Officer at UCLA, created a number of years ago. We'll be incorporating that, incorporating that into the HX360 convening component. That meeting's focused on generic innovation and really targets the people that are doing innovative work within health systems, Chief Innovation Officers, Chief Transformation Officers, Business Development, and so forth. But we also have an annual meeting which uh, is coming up here, and we're spending a lot of a good time working on. It's called the HX360 Annual Meeting. And this meeting will have three components. It'll have a floor component that anybody that goes to HIMSS can walk through. The meeting's held in conjunction with HIMSS. There'll be a general program 
in an executive program as well. And so those two make up the convening component of HX360. The second component is what we call our measurement and comparison component. We wanted to create other components other than just meetings because what HX360 really wants to do is improve healthcare delivery and change the behavior of delivery systems because we know that will be necessary to do that. And so, as I like to say, a meeting never really changes anybody's behavior in a vacuum itself, uh, having gone to lots of these meetings myself over time. So we created the second platform, which is what we call our measurement and comparison platform, and that's the 360 Index. This is sort of a big idea. This is actually a combined effort between Deloitte Life Sciences and Healthcare, the HEMS Analytics Group, and some of the strategic folks at Avia to create a new ratings platform for healthcare delivery systems in North America and then healthcare delivery services globally where we actually measure their competence in a number of different areas, things like integration of their care model, their value-based payment model, the leadership capabilities and structures. The idea being that in any one of these seven areas where we're measuring data, if you're a low performer, your ability to leverage technology in the immediate future to change the way you deliver care is limited. If you're a high performer, it's improved. And so we'll be measuring data within health systems and national health services in these seven areas. We'll be giving that data back to help health systems improve. Then we'll also be making comparisons and hopefully applying some gentle peer pressure to the delivery systems to improve in these areas and to try to accelerate change. The third component is an education component that's really in the conceptual phase now, although fairly far down the conceptual phase, and that's going to be a novel education platform that health systems commit executives to for uh, six to nine months, topic-based, project-based, and you'll be hearing more about that over time. What are the specific goals and objectives over a few years, and then what you really want to get accomplished this year? Sure. Now, the long-term goals and objectives are to uh, first encourage healthcare systems, and that's an important distinction here. We're really focused on delivery systems themselves uh, and systems of care. There's lots of great entrants in healthcare delivery. You know, there's convenient care enterprises and in, in the pharmacies whose names you know. There are new primary care delivery companies that have sprung up that are really interesting, sort of new entrants into the market. But one of the flags that HX360 is going to place in the ground is that we think the majority of care in the future is still going to be delivered by healthcare systems. And actually, if you look at the way healthcare systems are consolidating and taking on risk, our assumption is that there aren't going to be fewer, less important systems. There are going to be fewer, more important systems managing more risk and doing more work. And so the first concept here is to promote the idea within health systems and health system leadership that the only way to materially change the, the model of care delivery, which we all feel needs to be materially changed over the next decade at least, is by incorporating these new digital tools. We've tried other things. We've tried manpower optimization, so hire more doctors, build more boxes, right? We've tried process improvement, and so I've lived through these last two myself inside of healthcare, so everybody's been six sigma or leaned or baldridged to death, and these are important. It's important, actually, to have operating systems for process improvement within healthcare, but they're necessary and not sufficient. The last, the last thing I'd say we've tried within healthcare delivery is, is the adoption of these large platforms that we call EHRs, and, and we literally were sitting in executive boardrooms seven to ten years ago saying, you know, everything's going to be better, everything's going to change when we adopt the EHR. And what we found is that 
again, necessary but not sufficient. So manpower optimization necessary, process improvement necessary, platforms that can collect all the data we need to collect to leverage necessary uh, but not sufficient. And so the first goal is to convince delivery systems that we've already acknowledged, by the way, over the last five years or so that they have to change. And, that, and that's a new acknowledgement, frankly, right. rather than saying this will pass, that adopting these new technologies is absolutely necessary. And then, of course, the second big goal over the next several years is to encourage delivery systems to work on these components of the index. And so think of it as creating landing strips for planes to land on. So if you think that these digital tools that have become available in the last several years are the planes, well, I mean, how do, what do your landing strips look like? How many can you land? How effectively can you land them? What's the control tower look like, right? So the, the components of the index, your integration of your care model, your value-based payment structure, your innovation capacity, the, the characteristics of your leadership structure, are they being structured in a way that creates opportunities to leverage technology to change the care model. And so those are the big goals over the next several years. With that, we're going to take a quick break. Intrepid Healthcare will return with our guest, Dr. Roy Smythe. We'll be right back. CTG Health Solutions is proud to have been your trusted advisor for healthcare IT consulting services for over 25 years. In that time, CTG Health Solutions has provided healthcare strategic, technical, and operational consulting support to more than 600 healthcare provider and payer organizations. CTG Health Solutions satisfied clients are supported by some of the most talented healthcare consultants who have chosen CTG Health Solutions as their work home in large part due to the company's outstanding culture. As they say, the proof is in the pudding. CTG Health Solutions was named a Modern Healthcare Best Places to Work company again last year. Find out more about CTG Health Solutions and their world-class culture by liking them on Facebook or stopping by their website at www.ctghs.com. And we're back. Roy, there's going to be lots of people at HIMSS. They've got learning objectives, big data, big workflow we're hearing now. But I think it's really important we direct them to where they can go really get educated on these next generation post-EHR technologies. Where are they going to find you at HIMSS and what are they going to find when they get there? The HX360 area will be adjacent to the main display floor at HIMSS. And it's going to look to the people like a, a very large pavilion. You know, it may look like a red and black. Those are the colors of our logo. Spaceship has landed on the edge of the Hems floor. And we sort of, that's sort of what we want it to, to look like. While there are you know, a lot of amazing things about going on a, to the Hems display floor and others that are like it, there are some things that we're going to do a little bit differently to help frame the problems first rather than the technologies. And in the process, try to have people begin to think a little bit differently about about how to leverage these new technologies, right? And then also to attract some people that don't normally come to the meeting, some of those non-technical executives that we all feel are going to be, you know, in the matrix of making decisions in the future uh, rather than those that have been, you know, in the matrix for making decisions for the big platforms. And so when you walk into the HX360 floor, the central component will be an area what we're going to call the, uh, the contemporary provider challenge area, the CPCs. And we're going to actually frame four operational challenges that we know are 
vitally important and interesting to health systems right now. So these are the things where we can get their attention and get them started on adopting technologies to change the care model. And those, those four contemporary challenge areas will be the patient experience. It will be the concept of physician efficiency and workflow. It will be an area for care coordination, which will include post-acute care management in health systems. And then lastly, it will be this area where we call patient acquisition and retention. You walk onto the floor, you'll go into one of those areas, you'll see how the problem is framed. There'll be some storyboards and some videos and some other materials that help you sort of think a bit more critically about the problem. And then once you've done that, there'll be wayfinding to the companies that are on the HX360 floor. So the startup showcase companies, the marketplace companies, the games for health companies, and some of the corporate incubator companies that will be there. They'll be wayfinding to point you at those companies on the floor where they're located and imagine the sign saying, if you're interested in talking to and learning about new companies and new approaches to solving these operational problems, this is where you can find them on the floor. And so the concept is the same. In other words, that HIMSS has been a credible leader on, in giving exposure to these companies, but the, that the approach will be slightly different. It'll be problem-based. Um, so that's the floor component. There'll also be some general programming for basically anybody that wants to go to HX360. So anybody attending HIMSS or not attending HIMSS that wants to get some general programming around these concepts and around some concepts that I think are ancillary to this, things like leading in a new technology-enabled environment in healthcare, within health systems, how do you make decisions about build, buy, or borrow? A lot of health systems have capabilities themselves to create these technologies and and so where, where's, the, where's the sweet spot in regards to making those decisions of how you deploy capital? And, and on the topic of capital deployment, are these technologies vehicles for alternative revenue sources for health systems? Remember that health systems have dramatically shrinking revenues right now, and many of them are looking for alternative sources of revenue just to, to keep the doors open. And so a lot of interesting topics will be discussed sort of adjacent to and peripheral to the floor concept in a general program. Then at a slightly different level, we'll have an executive program where we're actually inviting uh, up to 200 health system executives and a smattering of other corporate executives that are in the health system, the healthcare ecosystem around those same topics. And we've already gotten a large number of actually very large and well-known delivery systems in the countries. There are CEOs, presidents, and other executives have already registered to come, and many of them are on the program. That's outstanding. I know Hims is very happy about that. Sometimes it's hard to get the attention of, of those kind of folks, so it'll definitely add to the show and the overall. It's always hard to get the attention of those folks, I think, to be honest. <laughs> yes, absolutely. They're, they're, busy, they're busy people. What is the coming big shift in healthcare delivery? What's next? Yes, so it's an interesting question. I think that if you play this out, if you play out so let's say that delivery systems over the next decade, let's actually push that a little further. Let's say delivery systems over the next generation, right? They adopt these new digital tools, tools that, that um, improve communication between clinicians and patients, tools that allow patients to do more of their own care, for patients to be more involved in the decision-making, tools that actually move the locus of care from the clinic to the home. I think the big shift is going to be that individuals are going to be taking on more and more of their own care. And so it's not, you know, and of course, there's going to be limits to that, right? I mean, 
you know, I was, I was a thoracic surgeon when I was a clinician, and I, I doubt very seriously in the next generation that people will be at home doing thoracic surgery on themselves. But, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of things that we interface directly with the delivery system now that we really don't need to, right? And if you need to look for an example of that, I can give you one that's 50 years old, and, the, and those are diabetics that manage their own insulin doses, some of, some of whom I cared for that they couldn't read and write but they could manage their own insulin. So if we don't think that human beings can't manage things like simple diagnostic tests, and there are platforms, there are paper-based platforms now where you can put a drop of blood or a drop of urine on a piece of paper and get a yes-no answer. Is my blood count low? Yes or no. Do I have a urinary tract infection? Yes or no. And so I think what's going to happen with these technologies, which will be facilitated greatly by the communication interfaces, right? The Internet. The Internet alone, which has changed, you know, the way that we all get information the way we all interact with one another, what's going to happen over time is that patients are going to take more and more responsibility because they'll have the tools that they've never had before to manage their own care and their own wellness. And there'll be a point of diminishing returns there, and we'll find that. But, you know, in my mind, this is the big shift, right? And health systems have to embrace this concept, which it's hard to embrace because it also includes, in some cases, demonetizing activities health systems have been involved in in the past, right? right. But the big shift is going to be that. And I think if we're fortunate, and I hope that we are for our children's and grandchildren's sake, if we're fortunate, what that shift's going to mean is that individuals are going to begin to to sort of re-accept the responsibility for health care. Right now, I think most Americans have, have what I would call a salvage mentality. No matter what I do, there's something there to take care of me. And for the first three million years or so of the, of the species that we're a member of, you know, the homo species, you know, and, 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 I mean, or the genus, and the species for the last 300,000 years, homo sapiens, up until the last 100 years or so, there's been millennia of humans being programmed by natural selection in sort of an evolutionary psychology way to want to care for themselves. The last hundred years has been the only time period that we've had a structure external to us to care for us and our family members. And so I think we're going to reawaken some of those desires to do that. And and along with that, I'm hoping that there'll be a greater assumption of responsibility by the individual to manage his his or her own health. And if we do that, then I think it's going to have a much bigger impact, frankly, than any one technology will have on care. I love the way you say that. I'm going to quote you on that about individuals reaccepting the responsibility for their own health care. I'll tell you just my personal experience over the last few years where five years ago I paid almost nothing to care for my family. Whatever we did, MRI, CT, $25 copay in and out. I blew out my knee last fall and I've been mm-hmm. through a whole set of associated problems with that, and I had uh, surgical problems. Now it's $300 for that MRI. That's the copay. I mean, we're bridging closer and closer to the actual cost where I'm going to be accepting the full cost of that. And so in addition to accepting the responsibility for my health care, as we accept the cost, we're going to be, I think, much more demanding consumers. Certainly, I am now than I was five years ago. I won't sit in a waiting room for 90 minutes Absolutely. when I'm paying a $300 copay, where yeah, before and, I just thought that was how it worked. And you shouldn't. But, but I also think, in my own opinion, obviously, but I also think that 
Well, actually, it's not all my opinion. There's a fair bit of research that shows that financial incentives alone only get you so far. And the other thing that I know, having worked inside of a health system where we at times, you know, co-pays for certain activities had to be raised or lowered, financial disincentives uh, and financial incentives can cut both ways. They can, they can encourage patients to use less of uh, care they don't need but can also use them, encourage them at times to use less care that they do need. And so I think financial incentives will be important, but I think there's a deeper psychology we can plug into here over time that gets beyond dollars and cents and, and sort of, sort of uh, leverages uh, evolutionary psychology and, and our basic drives to want to care for, for each other and for ourselves. It's just fascinating. I'm, I can't imagine how exciting it is for you and your team to be right in the center of this kind of charting the course beyond the EHRs and into that next generation? We certainly, uh, if we're not charting the course, we certainly uh, would like to be you know, on the ship helping people chart the course. And so we're, we're excited to be here as well. Great. I hate to say it, we're almost out of time. Before I let you go, where can people go to learn more about HX360? Absolutely. So our website is www.hx360.org. We've had over the last two or three months basically sort of a landing site. <laughs> and if you log on the next two or three days, you'll see that. But next week, we're launching a new, more formal website uh, that should should be a bit more attractive and, and interactive. Uh, so www.hx360.org. Perfect. That was Dr. Roy Smythe. Roy, it's so great to have you on the show. Thanks for stopping by and joining us. Thanks so much for having me. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. Okay, that wraps our broadcast. On behalf of our guest, Dr. Roy Smythe, I'm Joe Lavelle, and we'll see you soon on Intrepid Healthcare.
CTG Health Solutions is proud to have been your trusted advisor for healthcare IT consulting services for over 25 years. In that time, CTG Health Solutions has provided healthcare strategic, technical, and operational consulting support to more than 600 healthcare provider and payer organizations. CTG Health Solutions satisfied clients are supported by some of the most talented healthcare consultants who have chosen CTG Health Solutions as their work home in large part due to the company's outstanding culture. As they say, the proof is in the pudding. CTG Health Solutions was named a Modern Healthcare Best Places to Work company again last year. Find out more about CTG Health Solutions and their world-class culture by liking them on Facebook or stopping by their website at www.ctghs.com. 